What would you do if your life changed in an instant? Every dream you had, every little plan, gone, along with the person that you love most. In 2020, this was Elodie Pullen's reality. One moment her big love, Alex Chumpy Pullen, was here, and the next moment he was gone. I spoke to Elodie for the Ladies We Need to Talk episode called Young Widows about how she's dealing with her grief and a tiny glimmer of hope for the future. I started by asking Elodie to take us back to the day her life changed forever. We we slept in that morning. We kind of spent the morning in bed together. We have a house on the Gold Coast with our dog. If I'm honest, life, like, quite literally couldn't get better. Like, I, I'd say we were in the peak of, like, just our future was just kind of happening in front of us and it was just like kind of a dream and I I feel like it's such a corny thing to say but it really was so true. Yeah, I went for a walk that morning, Chumpy went down to the beach spearfishing and while I was on the walk actually I felt like I felt this weird bit of I thought it was anxiety in my chest and I was with my dog and she was looking at me and I was looking at her and I was like my chest really hurts. And I called my friend who has like anxiety and I was like is this what you feel? Am I just stressed? What's going on? Anyway, it passed in a second. I just kind of like did some stretches and it just went away. And I um, got home and my neighbour came over and she was like, I've just read the Facebook page at Palm Beach. Um, someone's been dragged in and I know Chumpy was out there diving. And uh, straight away I, I literally kind of just laughed and I was like, thanks, but it's it's not going to be Chump, obviously. Like it just wouldn't be. Um, and I literally went back inside. My mum had just come over and we were cleaning the house. And then about five 10 or 10 minutes later, I something just like hit me in the head and I was like, mom, like screaming at her. She was upstairs. I was like, we have to go. We have to go get in the car. And she didn't know that my neighbour had come over, but she just drove straight to the reef and I was sitting in the passenger seat. It was like we both knew something was going on. And um, yeah, pretty much went down there and there was all news and cops and ambulances and everything. And I was still kind of like, surely this isn't chumpy. Like I just... I just don't believe it. Such a kind of blur, but I remember this policeman said, did he have any tattoos on his chest? And I just nearly died. And I said, yeah, he has an axe, a big axe on his chest. And this guy just looked, could not look at me. He just looked away and, um, (laughs) yeah. And what happened was he essentially had a shallow water blackout. So when you're under the water and you're kind of hunting fish, you kind of go under there and meditate. You're not really looking at the clock going, when should I come up for air? I honestly think potentially, like I'll never know, but maybe he was under there and he saw a big fish when he probably should have come up for air, but he was like, I'm feeling fine under here and probably just one second too long and lights out. And I was literally only with him an hour and a half before and we were just having the best morning together. It's so strange. I I genuinely feel sometimes that he will just walk through the door and give me this big hug. Like, I just don't know when it's going to sink in or feel real that he's, yeah, he's really gone. And I can say it because I know it because it's a fact, but I don't feel it. It's such a bizarre thing. I can see when you're talking about that day that you start gasping for breath. <laughs> Yeah, I need a big breath now. It's like the um, the air that he didn't take. You're trying to take it in. Yeah. Yeah, when I had that chest pain, I I literally felt like I couldn't breathe and I'm, I'm just, I never was into that kind of, you know, that spiritual thing and, and I'm starting to really believe 
that that was that was like a soul connection happening right that he was leaving and i felt something so it's 9 months since chumpy's it'll death. be 9 months yeah on the 8th of april where are you at right now elodie um i just don't even know i kind of like i honestly find refuge in the shock and the kind of autopilot mode because what else comes in between those moments can actually be quite debilitating. Um, but pretty much my grief at the moment is not for me. It's kind of for Chumpy and his future and, co- I guess, collectively our future. Um, yeah, I haven't got to a stage yet where I'm feeling really sorry for myself. It's um, I'm more just like I just know how much he wanted to achieve. He was super successful already but he had so many goals and aspirations and he couldn't wait to be a dad. We were trying for a baby. We had, you know, we would choose our baby names. We, we'd talk about what kind of parents we want to be, where we want to travel, what we want to do with our lives. And it's like everything's just gone black and it's scary to think about the future, you know. Um, so I, I find comfort at the moment in, like, connecting with other widows and social media has been amazing for that, like other young widows. Obviously, support around me is just amazing, but other young widows who are literally going through what I'm going through, like the triggering things you feel every day and you can just say to them, oh, fuck, this happened today and I just want this day to end or like just surviving each day is honestly feels like a milestone sometimes. When you look in the mirror, Elodie, do you sometimes, like, do you say to yourself, I'm a widow, like d- d- my partner died? Is there anything of of that dialogue in your perception of yourself? Not yet, actually. Maybe I'm not there. Maybe that would be a really healthy thing to do, but I'm not, like, letting it define me as such. Sometimes when I'm in denial or if I'm just kind of, yeah, if I'm if I'm feeling confused, I'll be, like, talking to myself, he's gone, he's not coming back, like, get with reality because sometimes you feel this awful, like, numb feeling and sometimes you feel, like, just kind of, a complete weirdo because you're like, why am I feeling nothing? Sometimes I feel like I can't form a tear. Some days I'll go go through days feeling nothing and the next day you'll feel so triggered by literally anything. You'll see two toothbrush, like his toothbrush and my toothbrush sitting there and it'll just kill me and sometimes I'll feel nothing. So, yeah, some, I definitely feel like I need to just like slap myself and just be like, wake up, he's gone, this is, this is shit, this is your life now, like what are you going to do? Obviously, I, I know I'm a widow, but I'm not like in the mirror going, you're a widow, sucked in. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're still looking for him. I think I am. I think I'm, I sit at home and I just some, sometimes honestly think I just won't, I won't even be surprised if he just walks in the door. Like, I don't know when that's going to wear off. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, it may not be healthy, but I physically don't know when that, feeling will go away. Maybe it'll take years. I'm, I really just don't know what's coming. I think nothing's linear with grief. People say, oh, there's these seven stages. I don't I don't know what I've already been through or what I'm going through. I mean, I'm not labelling anything. I'm, I'm just literally putting one foot in front of the other, just trying to navigate each day. And I'm not, not like, I guess I'm self-assessing, but I'm not kind of putting things in categories. Oh, I'm in this phase at the mm. moment. I'm just trying to get through, really. What was the funeral like? Chumpy's funeral was like, it, I, I honestly kept, I couldn't believe it was a funeral. 
I was obviously in so much shock I can barely remember it, but I remember I kept saying, oh, yeah, the wedding, the wedding. <sighs> like it was at such a beautiful venue as well on this big grass kind of paddock with these trees and it dead set looked like a wedding venue. It was stunning. And I kept referring to it as a wedding. Um, we had one of our favourite musicians playing there. It was just, it was honestly so, from what I remember, it was just such a beautiful day and I managed to get up and speak, which I, that is not my, I can't speak in front of people usually. One of the, one of the reasons why it's so confusing is because for most people, and I, I, there are so many exceptions, of course, but most of us who are young, who are in that lovely young love phase, we haven't really had much to do with death. I definitely had had no one. I I'd obviously had grandparents who were old die, which is obviously super sad and you have to deal with your parents going through that and that's hard, but nothing compared to this. Like he was just so full of energy and light and he was so smart. He was all like me and my mum and my brother go to him for everything, for advice. He's like a he's like a, a human walking and talking encyclopedia. Mm. Like he he's just like our go-to guy and he's full of energy. Like we're always doing fun things and he's just so alive. So the fact that he's gone is just like in a second as well. One second here, the next second gone. Like we had it was crazy that day that that happened and I was in such denial because I was like, we have shit to do this afternoon. We've got meetings. We've got friends coming up. We've got a party on this weekend. Like, we're busy. I, what, he's not gone. He's we're bu- He knows we got things on. Like, that was literally what was going through my head before I realised he was really, really, really gone. gone. Like, I don't, yeah. What does it feel like, that grief? How would you describe grief to an alien? Mm. It's definitely like a robotic feeling for me at the moment. I think a lot of widows will agree at the start. You you definitely do just feel like you're kind of having this out-of-body experience. You, you feel numb a lot of the time, but then when you are feeling, sometimes you are, you just you kind of feel it's debilitating. You kind of can't move. And when you're in kind of like a big meltdown where you're, I don't know, screaming or crying or you just can't leave bed, you genuinely feel like you will not be able to get you come out it's horrible and then you come out you do come out you you come out every time and it's a it's thank goodness and you look back and you're like oh I hope that never happens again and then sure enough another few days will pass and it's it's like clockwork it kind of it just comes in waves you know it's coming you know when it's brewing I just distract myself with people and I know that when I'm alone it's it's going to come and if I'm honest, it does scare me. It is it is scary, but I know it's healthy and I know that the more time that passes, I'll have to be alone and I'll have to deal with it more. Um, yeah, and just sit in those those emotions and sit through them as much as I don't want to. Do you feel guilty mm. if you catch yourself laughing or something like it's that? It's really funny. Um, yeah, sometimes I'll be having... genuinely having a laugh and I'll be like how the how am I happy right now Mm. but then sometimes I'll be crying and I'll feel I'll still feel guilty I'll be like I'm so sorry chump oh I'm gonna do something like today like I'm gonna I'm gonna get out of this and I'll I'll feel happy again today like you kind of can't win you feel I feel guilty when I'm when I'm really upset and I also feel guilty when I'm happy and I feel happy when I'm happy and I feel sometimes relieved when I've had like a big meltdown moment. 
So you're in the public eye and Chumpy was an Olympic athlete, uh, so also in the public eye, and people recognise you on the street mm. and sometimes out and about and want to tell you their painful stories. Yeah. What's that like to be on the receiving end? I have had some really beautiful people come up and they some people just like literally are like, are you Elodie? I just want to give you the biggest hug and they just hug me so tight and I'm like, oh, you are so beautiful. It's it's weird but I I genuinely feel like sometimes people are physically carrying pain for me and like people will be like, oh, I don't even know you and I've cried so many tears for you. I cry for you every day. Yeah, it's honestly so beautiful. Um, there is definitely people that overstep the mark. I actually did recently have someone who who kind of did that thing where they're like, are you Elodie? I just want to give you a big hug. But then straight away she was like, look, I knew a widow and she let it kind of ruin her life and she and she was like, you're you're a young widow. Don't dwell on this for too long. You need to move on. You, these are your baby-making years. Like don't stop, keep going. You need to find someone. You need to make a baby. And then some people say, oh, thank God you didn't have kids. And Whoa. I'm like, I was so beside myself when I got my period that month after because we were trying I wanted a baby so badly like it was people yeah people say the most stupid things Mm. I mean and and I know they think it's it's coming from a good place but they don't realize how it affects you you do have some good news though I do actually have some really good news (laughs) I um yeah I feel I'm a I feel like a very 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 lucky widow I actually am carrying Chompy's baby right now. Obviously, through IVF, we were super lucky to we we were super lucky to have his sperm, and I also did have a low egg count. So potentially IVF was something was a road we were going to have to go down. So I am having little baby Chumpy, <laughs> and yeah, I'm I'm so excited. It's it's. It's been a super emotional journey, obviously, all the hormones on top of my grief. Having this baby is so exciting. I feel this little chumpy heartbeat inside of me, but I'm also like, this kid's not going to have a dad and I'm really going through this. And all I, this is such great news. The only person I want to call and tell is him. I want him at my scans. He would be so excited to be there for all of these little moments. Um, like this was our, this was our dream and I'm living it and he's not here, but I don't want to stay. I didn't want to stand still. I want. I want to keep living our dream and have our family. So, yeah, that's that's my news. Wow. <laughs> What's it going to be like when the baby's born? Like on that day, you'll probably miss him more that day I know. than any I'm, day. I'm not sure. I'm just going to have to cross that bridge when it comes. But I know it'll be wild and emotional. I I feel like I'm going to need him there, and hopefully he spiritually will be with me. I'm sure he will. He wouldn't be anywhere else. Mm. Um, yeah, there's there's so much ahead of me in that department, like bringing up a kid. I want the kid to know all about his dad and how amazing he was. Um, I want him to know he has an amazing, loving dad. He's just physically not going to be here. Um, it's It's really hard to think about. But to be honest, before I hated thinking of my future. It wasn't something I could really think of. It was it just kind of went black and it was so scary. And now that I'm pregnant with our baby, I'm I'm it sounds weird to say and I feel that that tiny bit of guilt 
happens when I say it, but I am genuinely so excited now about our future. It's not going to be easy. I don't think it'll be a walk in the park. I'm going to be a single mum, but I'm excited. That was Elodie Pullen, who lost her partner Alex Chumpy Pullen in 2020. We wish Elodie and her family all the best. And if you want to listen to the Young Widows episode, you can get it right here in the ABC Listen app.